Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and welcome to Thursday. It rained again. It's been incredible. This has been the best summer ever uh, here in, in Phoenix. Uh, we had more rain again this morning uh, as we uh, continue to. I drove to work today. It was 73 degrees. That's like, you know, the weather in February, uh, not in uh, August. It usually is. By 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 6.30 in the morning on a typical August day, you're probably bumping up around 100 degrees already on your way to 115. It's just been fantastic out there. I've been taking full advantage of it. I've been playing as much golf as humanly possible. Uh, the golf course is in fantastic shape with all the rain. Uh, so I'll be out there again this weekend. I'll be playing again this weekend, getting them in there. And the best part is prices are way down. I played uh, Kierlin yesterday, for, or not yesterday, the other day, $40. I mean, I pay, played at my course that I always play at for $30. So uh, the rates are really, really good out there. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. You know what we do. Legal, lawful, constitutional money. Heck, biblical money. Something that's been money for thousands of years, as we talk about, let's face it, how many years does the dollar have left before uh, it's not money anymore, right? AllAmericanGold.com is the website. Uh, I was on Jacked Up uh, this morning, so I asked Jason uh, Jason to join me. Of course, uh, a lot of you know Jason runs our Colorado office. Uh, him and Brian do a show in, on the afternoons, the Front Range News Hour, and uh, I always like it because Jason always brings a very unique perspective on things. Uh, so it's always good to have him. Jason, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. And, and by the way, for your Arizona audience, if, they want to, if you want to hear Joe on Jacked Up, he comes on not every day, but he comes on Mondays. And then occasionally I call him in on, like I did today, to come in. So you can uh, you get an extra I'm like hour the Joe. relief pitcher. You know, on that show, uh, I'm on every Monday, and then if one of our guests, you know, uh, falls through, I'll, I'll fill in on that day, so I filled in today, but... Uh, 1360khnc.com. Yeah. If you're in Arizona, go to 1360khnc.com and uh, just click the play button. Yeah, hit the podcast, right? The podcast section. No, I think you just uh, go to this website and click the play oh, button. Oh, yeah, you can listen live. Listen yeah. live. Yeah. Or, listen live one hour before this show comes on. See that? The, the trickery of daylight savings time. Uh, but, uh, J- Jason, we had jobless claims out today. I don't get it. So everything you see, like, oh, there's 10 million jobs. There's, there's more jobs than there are unemployed people. And, and we hear it all the time. And yet every week, and, it, it's, and it's been really interesting, especially like the last eight Thursdays. So every Thursday... They tell us how many people file for unemployment claims for the very first time. Okay, so this is somebody that got recently laid off. Okay, you don't get to collect unemployment for quitting your job. You've, you've got to be laid off. You've got to be let go. Uh, you, you don't get unemployment if you got fired because you didn't come to work or you stole or something like that. You're not eligible. Another 375,000 wow. people. It's still a huge and, and, number. Yeah, and for like the last 
eight, ten, twelve weeks, it's been between three hundred and say like three hundred and sixty to like four hundred and twenty thousand. And yet they say there's all these millions of jobs. Finally, somebody, I want to say somebody, uh, and I probably should have picked up on this, but uh, there's so much going on, actually said, hey, by the way, that number they keep telling you about, about all these job openings, it's probably overstated by a factor of two to three times. That's what I heard. Because they said that, yeah, because they're posting these jobs like, Hey, it's on Indeed, and it's on Monster, and it's on this, and it's right. They're 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 posting them all over the place, and they're getting counted two, three, and four times. I don't know, but that's what somebody it makes sense to me. And I can give you a scenario when we get back from this first break, Joe, of uh, how scary things could get really quick because of that overreporting. And then, uh, of course, yesterday we had CPI, the Consumer Price Index. Today we got the producer price index. And see how it works is first the producer gets charged more. And then the consumer gets charged more. So did producer prices get better or did they get worse? I'll tell you that. Uh, when we return along with, and then we'll get uh, to Jason's, you know, theory on some numbers, and then we'll get into what comes next, right? And and Jason and I talked this out. We've got three theories, and and we, we think that it's going to be one of the three things, and then uh, we'll, we'll debate it back and forth. It's going to be a really, really... Uh, interesting show, and just for argument's sake on the show today, we'll focus in on housing a little bit, yeah, and we'll yeah. use that as our our kind of okay. We're either going to have A, B, or C, and and then we'll kind of debate which one we think is more likely uh, to be the ultimate outcome. As once again, uh, the people that like to drink the Fed Reserve Kool Aid. Want to pretend that inflation isn't really happening. Uh, But we'll find out after the number I give you today. And then, of course, yesterday, what Social Security had to say. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe Jake went along with Jason Walker. We, We had the producer price index out. So, you know, I I gave you the jobs number, right? Really, pretty much no change for like the last 10 weeks. And just to put it in perspective, that number is about 150 to 200,000 jobs a week more than normal. Having 370 to 400,000 people file for unemployment claims every week. Then we got the producer price index. And this is where the producers tell the Federal Reserve how much stuff is costing them to make the exact same product. Last month, we saw just an incredible number, up 1% in a month. That wasn't a year-over-year number. That was one month. 
So, you know, you do, you know, the public school math. 12 months, right? So 12 times 1 would be 12% inflation. Now, granted, it's only one month, so calm it down, double. It's probably going to go, it's going to fall this month. And all these experts came out on TV saying, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be lower. No. Producers said inflation was up another percent this month. Well, in this month meaning July. So now we've had two straight months where month over month the prices were up 1%. And you have to, not even back in the 70s when we had that horrible bout of inflation where producer prices growing this quickly, Jason, uh, mm-hmm. and it's something where uh, the market doesn't know what to do because they, 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 they have drank so much of the Fed Kool-Aid, they just can't stand it. You know, yesterday they tried to say, tell us with CPI, which was over 5%, oh, no, it's cooling down. With home prices, let me give you, and, and, and just to reiterate what I said yesterday, According to the way the Federal Reserve calculates inflation, where you live, how's that? Because they, they, they do a, uh, some kind of crazy mathematical formula that nobody knows how it works. Where they, they call it rent equivalent is what they call it. Shelter, for lack of a better word. is up 2.4% year over year. Uh, the government says that housing prices are up 23%. Case Schiller, who uh, I give a lot of credit to Robert Schiller, he does great, great work, says home prices are up, he's got it a little lower, about 18%. CNBC yesterday Runs this big thing about there's bidding wars in the rental markets. I will use. I'll give you my example, my real life example. I was renting a home. Me and my wife were renting a home. We've been renting. We've been renters for a long time, and we really liked the house we were at. But the guy uh, said, "Hey, I'm selling." He sold the house and, and made a ton of money. Can't blame. Him. And, and just so you know, I was paying uh, $4,000 a month. And I know a lot of you are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hefty rent. <laughs> yeah, it's hefty. And anybody that's in this Phoenix market, you know there's nothing out there. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, we rented a place that, that we found that we liked. The rent that we paid was $1,300 a month more than their previous tenant was paying. The increase in the rent was almost 30%. Comparable comparable properties? And they were comparable. Well, no, I'm just... Forget about the comparable property. I'm paying $1,300 a month more 
in this new place than the previous tenant was paying. Oh, than the previous tenant. I thought you were compared right. to your previous rent. Okay, right. never that, mind. Forget, yeah, because it's not the same. That's not a fair comparison. This is the landlord's ability to start capitalizing. Correct. So my real life, 30% increase in rents in Phoenix. And I know that's not maybe everyone, but I'm gonna, I, put it this way. Conservative, conservative rents in Phoenix are up at least 15% year over year, at least. And, the, and these prices that Joe's talking about before he went into the rents, uh, the price is going up 1% in a month. Uh, the 800-pound gorilla in the room is the Fed. They could they could fix this, or at least they could change the direction of inflation. This What Joe's telling you is how seriously messed up things are because they can't they can't turn this thing around immediately. They, they're, they're trying a few magic tricks to... To, to get people used to a new normal. I mean, how many times have we heard that, Joe, right? Right, right. Very great point, right? This new normal. So every segment of housing, right, the actual price of the home is up anywhere from, say, 18 to 25%, right? Depending on, you know, which number you want to use. Rents, rents are up, and, and and let's just say rents are less, because you know, and not everywhere is Phoenix, but rents are up five to fifteen percent. In my case, thirty percent for my landlord, and yet the Federal Reserve said shelter inflation year over year was two point four percent. Yeah, what a lie. <laughs> What a lie. I mean, Joe, I'm just throwing that out there for you. And, and it's me, important. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Because they're making this thing so much worse. Because they're not doing anything to fight it. And, and let me add. Let me, even, they haven't even tapered, Jason. Let me let me add, just in the, in the neighborhood I bought my home, uh, I haven't been in there even a year. I bought it late last year. Oh, you got a great story. Everyone, pay attention. Yeah, to listen this. to this. Uh, it, it, I was I, I I started. You know, I had some problems with the financing because they didn't like that I use cash for on a lot of things. So I had to jump through a lot of hoops. So starting in the early part of July, July seventh is when I started wanting to sign a contract. That's when I signed a contract. But it took me until the end of October. And we're talking twenty July twenty twenty. July 2020, because I, I saw coronavirus, I was like, well, I'm, I think I'm going to buy something, because I think lending is going to get a little di- more difficult. And I, I saw I saw, I saw inflation coming. I didn't know it would be like what it is now, but I knew it was coming. So I, uh, you know, tr- hey, Trump gave away a lot of money, and I knew it was going to continue. But I, uh, it took me, t- took me about, you know, almost six months to get this place, and at the very end of October, my, my wife and I got the house. Now, across the street, they were building a couple houses. And there was, you know, it's a big housing area, Barefoot Lakes. If you guys know where that's at, uh, it's off the I-25, but they're building a lot so, there. So for those of you in Phoenix, I'll just say Jason lives uh, in a in a huge master plan development along the lines of, like, Anthem. I mean, it's huge. It's big. And it's how big. many home builders you got in that in that development? I think at one time there were seven. So there's a lot, a lot of builders there. So... We finally got this thing, and now from July all the way till February of this year, okay, and you're talking, you know, eight months of time span, there was a couple of houses going up. There wasn't very much urgency. I mean, I've seen housing areas go crazy, and I've seen them go slow, and this is kind of a good pace. I see the two houses across the street were being built. 
Uh, they're trying to finish off the little section we're at. But there's a, on the back of the horseshoe of this area where we're at, they, they weren't doing anything there. There's this other so area. nothing too crazy, right? They're nothing building homes at a, at a moderate pace. That's correct. Correct. And then suddenly around late January, but especially in February, they started accelerating building, and I, and I sat there for a couple of months. I was like, what is going on? This one area at the end of the road, they had the roads, and, uh, and they had the plots already, but they weren't, there was no foundations. There's, like, there's 150 houses there now. We're talking about four months. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the inflation. I'm like, why are they building so fast now? Why didn't they fill this in before the inflation? Why, why when the price of everything is – I mean, and, and I, think, I think there's some panic and, and some craziness going on. But, but also what they did this year, the base house price in my neighborhood after we bought coming into to this year, they just $150,000 more. Every single unit. They just upped the base price. And – how they build the homes, they, they go into very basic choices. They, they used to have all these little different choices of paint and flooring and this and that. You know, they, uh, they went to bare basics, build them bare basics, cheap as they can, up to $150,000. There's, there's a lot of ways in how they're building the homes. They're, they're cheapening how they're building it, and they've upped it $150,000 per unit, Joe. Right, so what you're saying is, hey, not only did they jack the price up, but the quality you get, right? You're not getting the granite countertop. Yes. You're not getting the high-end tile uh, in the kitchen and things of that nature. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, you're still still good homes, but instead of having uh, five or six choices of countertops, maybe there's two or one. The, the the types of colors of paint, instead of having four, five, six, eight colors of different paint on different interiors, one. Maybe two different colors. Right, maybe because that's, yeah, we can get this color today, right? That's the color you get today. It's the cheapest. Now, so Jason and I have been going back and forth, right? What's going to happen? And we're going to, we're just going to, because instead of, you know, talking generalities and all the, we're just going to focus in on housing For, for, for the sake of this show. We're going to focus in on the housing market, and we think there's going to be one of three things. I'll go with the the easiest. What I the well the two easy ones and one and 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 we'll go from there. First, the Fed finally has to start fighting inflation and starts to raise rates. Which would obviously be what? A negative to the housing market, right? It would drive up mortgage rates, right? The cost of things and, and, and uh, the, the, your monthly payment would start to rise significantly, right? That's, that's an easy one, right? Yep. Another option is the Fed doesn't fight inflation. Which right now, that's what they're doing. String it along. Not fighting inflation. Housing prices and everything else, right, continue to rise. Right, again, putting pressure on the payments, even though the, the rates, the mortgage rates are still really good. But at some point, they're like, okay, well, even with a 3% rate, still can't make that payment. 
right? You know, the house used to be a $300,000 house, and it was a $400,000 house. Now it's a $550,000 house. Well, now it's a $700,000 house. I can't make the payment. There's a third option, though, and I didn't see this option. But Jason has a theory about what they're going to do. Jason, you want to give him the option? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's multiple, but I think uh, the 40-year mortgage is coming, and I think they're going to offer it to those that are in extreme duress. This is just for just for people that really need it, and and let me explain why, because we're going to hit the break here. But in September, we're, forbearance is going to end probably in September. You know, a lot of well, unemployment, maybe, right? Yeah, well, but unemployment may be ending in September, and and we're also going to hit the debt ceiling in September. There's a lot of of economic finalities that could be happening. So whatever emergency happens in the news cycle or in the economic cycle, they're going to have to do something. And and to get people to to buy into this new normal, I think that low, low interest rates and 40-year mortgages may be where they're headed. We're going to talk about that when we Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. It has been argued by me that the Fed had two choices: do nothing or crush the economy. Right? That, that's that was it. Either we're going to fight inflation, crush the housing market, crush the stock market, or we're just going to keep talking nonsense and all this other stuff. But there may be a third option. Jason says it's going to start with the 40-year mortgage. You know, we we talked about the 40-year mortgage before the last housing crash. Yep. So so here it is back again. You know, and I and I started thinking. I know that's a scary thought, double <laughs> thinking. But you know, back in the day, a new car loan was Especially 1971, new car loan, three years was like a long time for a new car. A loan on a new car in the 70s. Yep. More like two years. Then it went to four, then it went to five. Now it's seven, some places eight. 84-month loan. The 84-month loan. <laughs> right. Now Now all of a sudden, Jason, could we see like a 10-year car loan? You know, I don't. I don't. Right? I, I don't a, know. And a forty-year mortgage. I, I think a car ownership is uh, going to start slowly go away. I think leasing and and uh, driverless cars and, and Ubers and stuff. I think that'll be developing into you know non-ownership. But with uh, the housing industry, it's a little different. They don't. They don't want everyone to be renters necessarily because if you own a house, you get to pay for the upkeep. Oh, you know, why, why if I'm a rich guy, do I want to have to pay for all that stuff? Well, I'll let you take care of all that stuff, right? So uh, I think there has to be home ownership, Joe. And, uh, you know, what they didn't have in the 08 housing cr- uh, crisis is forbearance. And these, these people haven't been paying on these homes for like 10 months, some of them, a year. And uh, they don't know how to fix that problem except for, hey, let's just back it back into the loan. And we'll give you another 10 years. We'll, we'll just put all those costs right, and penalties so right back in. Right now what they've been doing is what? Keep moving the moratorium, right? The moratorium was supposed to end at the end of the year. Then it was supposed to end in May, then June, then July. Now it's September, right? They're, they're, they keep extending and extending and extending. But you're thinking 
that they may offer some of these people a way out. Hey, we're going to tack on the money you owe that you haven't paid, but then we're going to change your terms to a 40-year note so you could afford to stay in the home. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think we may have some sort of minor economic emergency in the fall or winter, maybe early next year. And uh, they may even double. I mean, if this thing is broken as much as it appears to be broken, Joe, they could still. They have tricks to just let this thing float, maybe even a couple of years. But that doesn't mean. You know, to me, this is why I keep telling people on my show: gold and silver. This is a great place to buy when they want to make it flat and kind of kind of hang out. This is where you should be buying it. Up. You should back the truck up and buy it because they don't like to crash these things on a Democrat. And I, I really wonder if they're going to try to float this sinking ship. A couple of years and let it sink on the Republican that gets elected next, and and the way to do that, you got two things. Uh, when it comes to the mortgage, you can lower the interest rates, which I think they're going to do. I think they're going to give these people that can't pay the mortgages either a same interest rate or a lower interest rate, and they're going to encourage new buyers and refinancing by having the one percent or one and a half percent interest rate, and then all the 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 people that are in trouble, give them a forty year mortgage. It'll start. It'll start with the troubled people. Oh, the forbearance, and we've got to keep people in their homes, and economic nonsense, and then maybe there's a COVID uh, emergency at the same time. They can point fingers at that. But what will happen is they'll, they'll open the door to the 40-year mortgage for people that really need it. We need, to, we need to help these people. But once you open that door, it won't be long for these, uh, these big investors, the Wall Street, to, uh, to just, hey, we need to give it to everybody quick. This is, this is real profitable, Joe. So let me, let me get this right. We're going to have some form of a stumble that's going to pave the way for the next wave of inflation. Keep the inflation right, going. Saying, yep. Right. Let's. We got to keep it going. Right. So. So what you're saying is, is hey, we, we've got you know uh, inflation now, but people are worried it may become stagflation. Right. But we got to keep it. Keep it going. If there's a hiccup, we may have a problem. So the Fed's going to come out, or the you know the the Democrats, if you will, and say, "Hey, we're going to keep whatever the number is." Right now, they say there's still uh, almost 13 million people still collecting unemployment. The I want to say I think the number there's 53 million. People, households, you know, with homes, want to say that that have a mortgage, something to that effect. That that say uh, nine million of those, so you know, almost twenty percent, aren't paying their mortgage. Yep. And, and and Jason is saying they're gonna create a program. How about forty years? But you mentioned something else, not just forty years, but. They're going to try to drive mortgage rates even lower? I think they're going to bring the interest rates down, Joe, and I think people are going to be buying million-dollar. I think in my neighborhood, uh, I think within a couple of years, you may see the prices in my neighborhood be million-dollar homes or a million and a half, and people are going to afford it because they'll drive the interest rates down and push that to 40 years. And I think I think it's a timed event. I, I think we don't create these situations. There's a powers that be. There's these these bankers, these corporatists, the, you know, the, the, you know, the – that the, you know the Illuminati, whatever you want to call these guys, you know the, in the in the big the big club, they're going to benefit greatly 
there's gonna, the haves and the have-nots are being created uh, on, a, on a level faster than we've ever seen, and I think they time it. And I think for us, we're always panicking and worrying about it right here, right now, but what if their plan is for three more years? So let's just string this thing along and get as many people into the loser bucket as we can, and then we'll really trip the ladder out from underneath them. That's, that's kind of what I see, and I, and I think they'd have to do that under a Republican. I, that's just how I see it. You know, and, and uh, inflation and Biden, it, it matches the, the story of uh, Jimmy Carter in inflation. You know, and then and then and then it just interesting. Uh, let the whole thing so you're go. Saying, Time it. hey, here's the the real plan is inflation is going to run the whole Biden administration. Yeah, and maybe not as severe as it is now, but yeah, I think I think we I think we see houses. If you have a, a five hundred thousand dollar house, I think at the end of the Biden administration that could be a million and a half. And then think about this, Joe. If your house goes up three times value, but your loaf of bread goes up eight times value, is your house really appreciating? Right? You understand? You know? Do you get me? I mean, that, that's right. how I see it. Well, this is what people are saying now. So all kinds of articles coming out this week about, hey, all of you that got all these pay raises, yeah, wages are going up. But guess what? You're still farther behind because prices of everything else have gone up so much. You're still behind. That's kind of what Jason's reporting. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It, it, it sounds possible, though, doesn't it? Probable. 800 Just a couple of quick headlines. Uh, Ford saying that production snags will delay deliveries of the Ford Bronco and the Mustang Mach-E. Uh, Tyson Foods, you know, we did that article yesterday. Holy cow. Uh, you know, they're the largest food processor, uh, especially when it comes to chickens. Said inflation's 14% for them. They announced mandatory vaccinations for all 120,000 employees by November 1st. Uh, reports today that, that workers are protesting uh, outside Tyson Food plants. Uh, I don't want to call it a walkout. I'm hoping they're protesting on their days off right now. But uh, this could really could be, be kind of interesting uh, if all of a sudden, come November 1st, you know, whether it's 10%, 30%, 50% of Tyson workers don't report to work, uh, that'd be a huge problem uh, at the food stores. So I, I don't know uh, how that will work out either. But I wanted to bring that to your attention. But to get back to Jason's point. Silly double, right? I, I I should have known better, you know, because I'm sitting there saying, well, it's, got, it's one or the other, right? They're either going to let inflation run or, or they're going to crush the economy. Jason says, hey, wait a minute. They're going to let inflation run. He's in that camp, right? But... They've got more tools in their toolkit. Right. They always talk about tools. Oh, we got all these tools. Of course, all these tools are debt tools, right? That's all they are. It's the same tool, just by a different name. And Jason's like, yeah, we're going to get more, more, more names to let this last a little longer. And let me let me explain why I actually think this. Also, Joe, is because I think a new, another Bretton Woods meeting will be coming. The Great Reset, they call it. I just don't think it's happening this year. And if, if it's not going to happen this year, let's just say it happens in 2025. Well, how do we for get... For those of you that, 
How yeah. do we get? How do we get there, right, Joe? How do we get there in, in a couple of years? They have to come up with something. That's that's why I, I feel this way. So, for those of you that don't know Bretton Woods, uh, that was uh, the the price of victory, if you will, that the United States had imposed on our European allies when we uh, won World War II for everybody. Uh, Bretton Woods established the dollar as the commod or the the currency that everything got bought. So uh, when France wanted to buy crude oil or cotton or soybeans, everything was priced in dollars, which forced all of these governments to hold a lot of dollars. Right, And, and we know that's been falling. And now Brenton Woods is over. Countries yeah. are allowed to hold whatever they want. Right, Jason? That's right. That's right. So now what are you saying there's going to be, would you say a new Bretton Woods? Are you saying that? A, a global monetary reset. They have to re, I mean, once the Ponzi scheme fails, they, they want to have a new Ponzi scheme, but somehow they're going to have to convince us. And what, what global emergency needs to spur this on, I think we have yet to see. And whether it be coronavirus or whatever, uh, yeah, it, it's coming. And I and I just I'm just looking at what they're doing now, and I don't I don't think but, they're but ready. Not with the dollar, You're like maybe a digital currency or something like that. Is it'll, that- it'll be whatever creation they come up with. I mean, let, let me say it this way. Let me do it in Superman terms. I was I was just thinking of this, Joe, and I think you'll like this. Uh, Superman is like a healthy, honest money system. And what happened to Superman? Green kryptonite, just like that green paper funny money that we use. Green kryptonite kills off the good the good financial system. Superman dies. What we have is Bizarro World. If you know Superman, there's this evil opposite in another dimension, Bizarro, and he talks kind of like a caveman. Bizarro, Bizarro, no like Superman, you know. Well, in Bizarro World, blue kryptonite is what hurts him. Gold and silver has always been the kryptonite of this debt money system we're in, Joe. It, they, they can they can manipulate and do whatever they want to, to, to you know to, to try to make it go away and mitigate it. But they, they've never been able to get over that. That's why gold and silver is is crapped on all the time by these uh, Wall Streeters and, and uh, financial experts. So in Bizarro World, to make it last as long as they can, for these guys to continue the debt money system, if it's falling apart, they have to create a new Bizarro World, Joe. They, they have to come up with something. And like I said... So, so you're, you're saying they're going to create a new kryptonite? I, that's what I'm thinking. There's, you know, it could be the digital dollar. Who knows? That these guys will think money is an idea. People, everybody out there, money is just an idea. It's thought up. Gold is a commodity. It's a thing. It's not the same. It, it can be used as money and used really well as money. But money can be anything. You know, we have tally sticks. You know, centuries ago, England used tally sticks. It was a, it was a branch broken in half used as money. So it, it can be anything. And when you're at the top of the game and you benefit the most. And we're heading towards the dark ages in, in a way financially, peasants and lords and no middle class. How are you going to present this new this new system to the to the to the people of the world where we don't you don't need businesses, you don't need to be financially free. You need to own nothing and like it. That's what they're telling us, Joe. Own nothing and like it. And and we think about already, you know, using housing. Forty percent of the people are renters. Jason says don't be surprised to see housing really spiral out of control, not to the downside, to the upside. And people feel good when their house price goes up, Joe. So if it goes from a half million to one and a half million, you but, think, you but, think yeah, you're doing but, good. But to your point, though, to your point, though, 
that means less people are going to be able to afford to own them, even with all the funky math and, and lower rates and longer terms, right, that, that it's going to be that peasants and lords situation. That's right. A 40-year mortgage, Joe? You, do you really own your house with a 40-year mortgage? Give me a break. <laughs> Nobody owns a house. You know, before before the Federal Reserve... You're a 40-year renter. Before the Federal Reserve, Joe, most people own their house. No mortgages or liens. Look where we're at now, 40-year mortgages. 800 I want to thank Jason for, for uh, joining us. Uh, we're going to do more of this in the future as well because uh, he brings a totally different perspective. And I'm mind-blown today. Mind-blown today, Jason. Thank you so much. Uh, I just got, a, I just got a, a, an email from a listener saying, uh, talking about the Tyson food story, um, if, if this thing goes the way... Uh, we were talking about and Tyson Foods can't open plants because not enough of their workers want to get vaccinated. Could we see the government take over? Uh, another interesting point. Anything's possible. Uh, today, the special, uh, I, I said, I told you yesterday, 11, uh, 1995 is going away. I've got 12 St. Gaudens for 1995 today. 12. I've got Ten ten dollar Indians at eleven fifty, and I've got twenty five. Excuse me, five dollar Indians at six fifty. So all of those uh, take advantage of all of those different prices there. Uh, Twelve twenty dollar Saints at nineteen ninety five. I mean, this is what we're down to, right? Uh, 10 ten dollar Indians at eleven fifty, twenty five dollar Indians at six fifty, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold is unchanged from yesterday. Uh, it's up, well, I guess technically it's up twenty cents, uh, seventeen fifty one. Uh, silver's down uh, thirty five cents. I don't know why, but it is uh, twenty three dollars thirteen cents. Uh, the Dow is down about 40 points, uh, but the S&P and NASDAQ are up just a little bit. And I just got a a text from, from Paul from uh, the Rev. Japan had a 300-year mortgage for Tokyo for decades, he said. So, uh, I don't know. I remember the 100-year mortgage, Joe. They, they had a 100-year mortgage. I do remember that. 100-year mortgage. Maybe that's what he meant. Maybe that was a fat finger. All I have to say, Joe, is is if you have a bunch of money sitting in a bank account or cash in a box hidden away somewhere, you're nuts holding on to that right now. I mean, that's what they want you to hold on to. Uh, you'd be very unintelligent to be holding on to cash. You need to put it in something like gold and silver immediately because inflation is just ripping you off hand over fist, Joe. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, I, I agree with Jason on this point. I don't think the Fed's going to fight it. And... I, you know, man, you make a lot. Of, you made a lot of sense today. Hey, they're going to come out and and do the opposite of fighting it. They're going to spur it on even more. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is your our toll free number. Take the time. Add to your portfolios. Uh, we'll be here for you. We got one more show tomorrow. Uh, the data points are pretty much all out. For, for this week, there's not any big government jobs number or anything like that tomorrow. But the news today, unemployment claims not going down. Producer prices 
which was supposed to relent, didn't. And producers are saying, hey, listen, things are just costing more and more and more. And at least on a producer price point, they're saying inflation's running about 12%. And remember, yesterday we talked about Social Security COLA payments. The Federal Reserve, how they come up with that number, most people don't know this. But they take the CPI of July, August, and September. And now they're saying, hey, listen, this could be the highest cost of living adjustment going back to the 80s. That's how bad it really is. Patriot Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.